listening to the Elegant Alchemy podcast with Rima Nuri, where we explore how to cultivate a rich inner world whilst creating an elegant outer one. Let's get started. Unfinished things are really something that I came, I realized how peculiar how important they are when I started to work on clutter clearing which was many 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 years ago and when I first started to give the first workshops about clutter clearing obviously when you work on clutter you start by explaining what is clutter and clutter is as I'm sure you all know clutter is everything that is um you don't like, you don't love, you don't use, that is uh, too much, that is disorganized, etc., etc. And then when I talked about one category of clutter, most people were not aware of, that is everything that is unfinished. And each time I said that, you know, you could hear this collective groan happening. Like, and people went, oh, shoot, she's not serious. That is clutter. Oh, my God. And that was really, I mean, that happens every time. It still happens. And so that is where I realized the, the importance and the impact of, of, of unfinished things. And ever since, I mean, really unfinished things are... Um, for me, they are the, the, the worst kind of clutter. They really are. So this is why I was really interested in putting a focus on unfinished things. And what better time than the beginning of the year, January, you know, intentions and all that. And so, as you all know, uh, with Le Petit Mot, we have been focusing on unfinished things since the beginning of the year, but that is not the only reason. Actually, I have been hatching the idea of doing something with unfinished things for quite a while now, a couple of months to be precise. And somehow I didn't get off the ground. Somehow I just didn't, I, I didn't, I didn't seem to be able to make it happen until it became something unfinished for myself. I realized it became something heavy, something, when I thought about it, it became, oh God. Ah. And that's why I said, okay, now we are really going there. I'm going to do this. And so that's why we are here together. So my first question to you, what is unfinished business? What is unfinished stuff? What makes something an unfinished business? What are the characteristics? Something that needs to be finished so that I can start anew. Mm -hmm. Something you started but never finished, but that's important enough that you still want to pursue it. Procrastination. Well, procrastination definitely is linked to unfinished things. Something that's pending and that will become an emergency later on or will put me in a difficult situation in the future. Perfectionism, oh yeah, that barrier to moving forward, absolutely. You already got a pretty clear idea about unfinished stuff. Let me just ask you another question to make it completely crystal clear. Unfinished things is 
are things that are not finished, obviously. But what is the difference between unfinished business and a project? Because I assume you all have projects in your life. Christelle, a project has a deadline. Yes, unfinished things have the deadline. A project is something new. Project I'm doing, unfinished, I need to get around to doing that. You are very, very close to, to where I want to get at. You can have a project that is really hard and you're not really happy about that. You know, it's not like you, you, are, you are thrilled to do that, but still it's a project. A project you expect to do over a period of time. Okay, so I would suggest that there's one very simple way to distinguish a project from unfinished business. And that is one word, should. The word is should. Should, for everyone who has already worked with me, you know that should is my pet peeve, my nemesis, because should keeps you in this limbo state of not being really engaged, not being something that it, it disconnects you from yourself and from your connection with whatever it is you're doing. It doesn't make it clear whether you want to do it or don't want to do it, or you can do it, or you can't do it, or you will do it or not. It should, it, it, it keeps you stuck. That is also the effect of unfinished things. It, they keep us stuck. Psychologists call this the Zygarnik effect. In a nutshell, what it means is that it postulates that people remember unfinished or interrupted tasks better than completed tasks. What it means in layman's terms is as long as it's not finished, you keep thinking about it. And that is because our brain is wired in such a way that we want closure. We want things to finish. We want things to be resolved. I don't know if some of you remember the times pre-Netflix, pre-DVDs, pre-Blu-rays, when we could, you know, like program our video recorders to tape uh, anything, any movies or anything that came on TV, you know, and you could program that. And um, what happened so, to me at least a couple of times that you got it wrong and sort of the recording stopped a couple of minutes before the end of the movie. And then when you watched it and it was the last five minutes were missing and it was maddening because you didn't know, did she get together with the, with the dark guy or with the blonde guy? Did they say who was the murderer? Did they save the universe? You know what I mean? It's just, you want to know how it's ending. And this is really, this effect has been used in storytelling since the age of time. Think of Thousand and One Nights. That's exactly how, do, are you familiar with that? where she tells stories, but never finishes them. And so that's why it lasts for a thousand and one nights. Or um, think of the cliffhangers in TV series, when just when you say you're on the edge of the seat, it's the end and you have to wait for the next week to learn what's going on. And that effect is so strong that you, we really want to know what's, what's going on, what's happening, what's the closure. People are fascinated by 
unsolved mysteries that are centuries old. Who was Jack the Ripper, for example? You know, so that's really how our brain functions. We want things to, we want closure. Now, that effect can be very captivating when it comes to movies or TV series or stories, but it can also hold us captive when it comes about things that we don't want to think about. Enter unfinished stuff. You know that you should finish them, but you don't haven't done it. And so you don't really want to think about it. And there's a sort of tug of war. And when that happens, our brains can suppress this. I have to think about it very nicely for us, but it costs a lot of energy and it comes with a price tag. How do you feel when you think about your unfinished stuff? exhausted, physically slumped, angry, failure, anguish. So we are in agreement that unfinished things is not, don't bring, don't connect us to, uh, to a state of mind or to a state of being that is desirable. It costs a lot of energy. And this is why I think we can state that we want unfinished things out of our lives for good and as soon as possible. So how do we do that? How do we get that unfinished business done for good? Well, there are two ways, to do it or not to do it. That sounds very Shakespearean, huh? To do or not to do, that is the question. <laughs> Wait, let me show you. Okay, so to do or not to do, that is the question, <laughs> whether it is noble in the mind to suffer the strings and errors of outrageous fortune, etc., etc. Hamlet's monologue. We're going to talk in a minute about the best way how to do things. But let's just define a little bit what I mean by doing and not doing, so we are all on the same page. Doing well, means you do it. Whatever you just, whatever it takes, and there are a lot of different ways to make it happen, but you just decide, okay, I'm doing it, I'm finishing this thing, okay? Not doing it, well, it means you decide, done. I'm throwing it out, I'm putting it into the bin, I'm burning it, I'm deleting it, I'm whatever it is, you put it out of your life. It does not mean that you put it in the attic and think out of sight, out of mind. That's not how it works. It's a decision to say I'm going for it or I'm not going for it. And then we have a third category, which is a sort of a subcategory, which is delegating it. And I'm calling this a subcategory because if you delegate something, either it means you're not doing it yourself, but you still have to maybe supervise or check in or at the end be in some way or another involved. So for me, that would be part of the do category. Or 
you drop it in someone else's lap like a hot potato and never clap eyes on it again, then it goes into the do not category. But it's really important that when you want to get things done, that we don't mollycoddle about, but we decide, okay, I do it or I don't do it. The how, etc., that comes after that. The first decision is really, do you do it or don't you do it? So which one will it be? And the answer to that needs to be very clear before you even start. And this is the moment I would like to talk to you about accomplish the better course I have been hatching. Not only because I want you all to participate in it, which I do, but also because the structure I have been laying out this course is actually the recommended course of action when you want to get your unfinished business done. So whether at the end you decide that you want to join this better course or not, what I'm going to walk you through now is valid whatever you decide, whether you do things on your own or with, with me in a group or whatever, okay? So you will get a, a, a structure on how to, how to work through your unfinished things, whichever way. In accomplished in this beta course, the first thing that we are going to do, we are going to transform your unfinished things into a project. We've been touching on that before. I, I'll coach you through how to do that, obviously, in the course. And the effect of that is that immediately a whole load of emotional ugh, will drop. You will be in a completely different mindset. And this is the mindset work we're going to start so you can tackle whatever it is you want to make happen without all that emotional, you know, like heaviness that is connected to unfinished things. The idea I had for Accomplished is to make it into a four weeks group course. Why four weeks? Four weeks is long enough for you to really get something, to get a sizable chunk done. Huh? But it is short enough so that you can project yourself. Accomplish the course will run from February 8th to March 7th. And when you think about March 7th, you can project yourself in four weeks' time. Maybe you already have appointments and things like that beginning of March, meaning that you can imagine, hey, in four weeks, that's not that long. And how would I feel if I had done X, Y, Z, whatever yours may be? But still, it's, it's long enough for you to challenge you to get really something substantial done. And that is also what I would recommend you if you work on your own, that you choose a time frame which is not endless, because otherwise you'll just, it'll fiddle, fizzle out, but long enough for you to say, okay, this requires me to really go all in. It's not just a story of half an afternoon or something like that. Okay. The other thing, I chose it to be a group program because the whole is more than some of its parts, you know what I mean. Meaning that 
when we are together, when you are trying to work on something on your own, it's very different than when you know there are other people who are working on something similar, even if everyone has her own project. You go through, through similar you know, victories, you go through similar challenges, and you can just exchange and spur each other on. It makes a really a huge, 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 huge difference. So we are going to start with accomplished with what I just mentioned before, to become crystal clear about what it is you want to accomplish in those four weeks. And that's really something I advise you all to not skip that step. When it comes to doing things, usually people fall into three categories. Either they are already crystal clear or they feel they are already crystal clear, or they say, I have no idea. I really don't know. I'm completely blocked. I, what, what can I tell you? I just don't know. Or that would be my, my, uh, my type. I have too many ideas. I can't choose. I have to do everything. I have to, I don't know, uh, uh, create a podcast and renovate my apartment and lose 10 pounds and find the, the man of my life and all that in the next four weeks. I can't choose. Possibly, it's, you know, as you can see, I have some experience with the matter. So the first week we will work on becoming very, very clear that you choose the right thing to accomplish. Right meaning right for you. It's, I'm going to coach you through that you are crystal clear for you. It's not about comparing what other people do. Even if you are very clear, if you already know, I know for me the right thing is to clutter clear my basement, let's say we will still check, is that really what it's about? Do you like your reason for wanting that? Is that maybe too big or too small? So we'll, we'll really do a lot of work to, for you to be absolutely clear, confident that this is the right thing. You might feel stretched. You might feel a bit apprehensive. You might feel a bit uh, nervous, but you'll know that it's the right thing. So, and that when you are clear, when you get clarity, that is a huge boost of energy. I've seen it a gazillion times with my clients. Once they get clear about what's re what they really want to do, what, what's really right for them as next step, suddenly, whoa, there's so much energy and so many ideas. So it really, this is the first thing we're going to do. But the idea is that each of you has her own project for the next four weeks where we'll go to where she'll be very clear in four weeks, I want to have dot, dot, dot. What we are then going to do, we're going to map out a strategy. Because it's very well that you say, oh, I want to clear out my basement or I want to lose 10 pounds. And then I say, okay, and how are we going to about it? Oh, maybe I just open the first box and see what's in it. Or, oh, maybe just I skip, I don't know, dinner from now on or something like that. That is not the most elegant as in beautiful, simple and effective way to go about things. A strat you have heard that probably before, 
that ten, one minute of planning equals 10 minutes of action, meaning a strategy will get you, will be the best way for you to go from A to B. You want to be smart with your time. You want to be smart with your money. You want to be smart with your resources. Whatever you will need to make it happen, you want to be smart. And when you map out a strategy, then you can see where things may be, where you need to adjust, maybe, maybe where things are not quite clear, maybe where you might be in the risk of having bitten off a bit more than you can chew. You, when we work on the strategy, you can put that in the group. You can ask, what do you think about that? Is that a good idea? You can help each other out. I will be able to see it. So a strategy is really crucial for you to be sure that you make it to the finishing line. Let's stay with the example of, of, um, of the basement. If you say, oh, well, I just opened the first box and I go through, oh, there are some things and oh, wow, well, what I'm going to do, I'll pull them out and I'll see a little, you can already guess you're not going very far. Whereas with a proper strategy, you can see immediately, okay, how much time does it, Take, how much energy does it take, etc., etc. You are clear on what you want to do and you have mapped out a clear strategy. And now happens something in your mind. You are very clear and you know, okay, here I am and in four weeks' time, I'm going to be there. And I'm sure you all know this uh, saying, if you want to make God laugh, tell him or her your plans meaning that at one point or another, there will be obstacles. Things won't go completely according to plan. Maybe things will take longer than you anticipated. Maybe you need, the, or things will be more expensive or more complicated. Maybe you need the help of someone to accomplish what it is you want to accomplish and that person or those persons are not as competent or available or willing that, than they should be so that you can go where you want to go. Maybe a thousand reasons can happen. Maybe a pandemic strikes suddenly. There can be really, as I said, a gazillion reasons outside that present an obstacle. Then there can also be obstacles that come from the person that is looking back to you in the morning when you look into the mirror. You know, usually when at each point in an, in an enterprise comes a moment when you feel you'd rather be anywhere else in the world than there. You'd rather do anything else than what you are just doing right now. Or maybe you feel discouraged because it's really, it's really tiring. It's really complex. Or you get bored. You say, why am I even doing that? It's so boring. Or, you know, you will, how shall I say, you will most probably hit somewhere in yourself a spot where some emotional response gets triggered. Something, you will get triggered by the project, for sure. Why do I know that? Because if there were no emotional resistances to it, you would have done it already. 
This is why we are going to look at how do you deal with obstacles, with inner obstacles and with obstacles coming from outside. What is a savvy way to act when, and I'm not saying if, when obstacles show up? It's just part of the, of the journey. There will be obstacles, guaranteed. As I said, even if outside everything runs smoothly, if everything runs completely smoothly and you go and say, okay, this was right in the park, then maybe your goal was not ambitious enough for you to really grow you. Because here's the thing, it's really, it's really great to come to this, this finishing line. But personally, what I find even more interesting is who are you going to become in the process? And that also involves that we learn how to deal with ourselves, basically. So this will be uh, the, our work uh, on obstacles. And then in the last week, we will really focus on that finishing line, meaning that I'll really give you all I have to make it happen. We will help each other out to make it happen. We will really spur each other on. It's really about we can do that. And then, of course, we celebrate. And what we are going to celebrate, we are going to celebrate you, whether you arrived at your goal or not, does not really matter. Because what we are going to celebrate are two things which will happen for sure, guaranteed. The first thing is that you will have gone much further than you would have gone otherwise even if we don't quite make it to the line, and, but I will do everything and that you get to that line. But you will have gone so far, you will have done things you didn't think possible. And you will have grown. You will not be the same person than you were, than you are today. Not that there's anything wrong with you, but you will really, really discover new things about yourself and grow. And that for me in my book is re reason enough to celebrate. So what else do I want to tell you? Again, that is the recommended course of action for anything you want to finish. Oh yeah, the celebration as it happens will be on March 8, one day after the course finishes. March 8, as you might know, is International's Women, International Women's Day, so a very fitting date. And incidentally, it's my birthday. So I will be with you, ladies, for those of you who want to join. So the course starts next Monday. February 8th runs for week until March 7th. And on March 8th, we'll celebrate. You will get videos. You will get worksheets you get exercises, we'll have live coachings. For those of you who wish, we'll have a Facebook group so you can do what you are doing now in the chat, being together. And I will be very active too. And as I said before, it's a better course, meaning that I will really monitor what you need and what you want and what you wish for very, very closely. And I will, I will create that. If you want something special, if everyone says, ah, oh, we want something about XYZ, 
I will create that. That's the beauty of a better course. Another thing, if this experience will be as, as beautiful and as successful as I anticipate it will be, meaning that if we all have great fun and if you all get amazing results, then I plan to run this course once or twice a year for a fee of $4.97. And I absolutely plan to make this course worth every penny and double. But since this is the better version, that's not what I'm going to ask you. I'm going to ask your participation for 97 euros. So it's 97 instead of 497. And why am I going, uh, am I asking a participation? Because I want you to be really engaged. I mean, 97 euros, it'll be so, so, so much more worth and you'll really get everything I have. Do let me know if you are interested to join. I would be absolutely delighted. I think you can tell that I'm pretty excited about this idea. Some of you did my first beta course, which was to the day one year ago. And we had, we had a great time and had great results. So if you are thinking about it, let me know if you have any questions. Just shoot me an email or book a bonjour session. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Have a wonderful evening and I hope I see many, many of you next Monday when we start Accomplished. Mm -hmm.